0: The creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonder's Wow Report. Things that make us go wow.
1: Well, hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Wow Report. I'm Fenton Bailey, co founder of World of Wonder, joined by James St. James, yeah. editor of the Wow Report. That's wow. our Yes, Wow, wow, wow. And standing with Tom Campbell, who's out on special assignment, Blake Jacobs. Hello. So every week, we just count down the top 10 things from the past week, the most recent week, that made us go, wow, wow, and let's leap in on number 10.
0: Number 10.
2: I want to talk a little bit about The Prince on um, HBO Max, which is um, um, Gary uh, Granetti. It's based on the the, the tweet. Yes, okay. Um, It's an animated parody of the royal family with a special bullseye on young Prince George. And um, Prince George is portrayed as sort of a fey, bratty, uh, entitled Stewie Griffin type of character, which I don't understand. I mean, like we already have Stewie Griffin. Why do we need another character like that? Um, And it's so disgusting and so no. I'm telling you, no. This it is so. Just vile. I think everybody involved should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> everyone has. Everyone is just um, needs to take a silkwood shower after after producing this. It is so horrible. The story. Um, it stars Alan Cummings, Orlando Bloom, uh, Ewan Rian, Dan Stevens, Sophie Turner, Lisa Rinna, and I'm angry at each and every single one of them for agreeing to do this show uh reviewers have been brutal they're saying it's shameful uh and uh it's a shameful and cliche bullying of a young boy who has no ability to respond the fact that it's about a parody of the royal family is fine the queen is fair game harry and megan are fair game william and kate you know charles and camille all of it an eight-year-old boy
0: does not it, it's it's traumatizing to have an eight year old boy what 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 what? Well, why were we all fans of the tweets, but now that now we're not? fans I guess of it's the it's show.
2: a different. It, one is is a yeah. small Twitter, and the other this is a, the, an international television show, and he is it's, an eight year old boy. God damn it! And he doesn't have the wherewithal to re to react or respond to any of this, and putting it on an eight year old, and putting a bratty little gay boy on an eight year old. We don't know if he's gay. We do you know? It's 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 nasty. Of us to assume that he's this fey little brat, and he because he might be very well not be, and for him to see it, it's just it's terrible. I I think it's trauma. Yeah, as I remember, like the original tweets or the
1: Instagram posts, they would take pictures of Prince George and put new new captions on them, and that was I always thought that was kind of funny because. He always had like a slightly grumpy expression. And often the, the new captions were very witty. They weren't necessarily. it.
2: It's the difference between wit and cruelty is what it is. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that I don't know that Prince George was ever going to see the tweets or anything like that. But I have a feeling it's sort of inescapable for him as he grows up not to know that there's a television show talking about what a horrible little brat he is. And the other thing about the show is they make fun of um Kate's alcoholism. We don't know if Kate is an alcoholic. I don't know if they know something that we don't know. But the running joke is that Kate is always, you know, that they're always saying that she's running down to the local pub to have 20 or 30 pints of beer, you know, and it's a running. So that's sort of nasty. The thing is, and before you start one more side, I've got to say that um, Prince Philip when he died, they put the show on hold because they didn't know quite how to handle that. And so they put the show on hold for about four or five months and then they decided, well, we're not going to handle it at all. And they keep having Prince Char, not Prince Charles, Prince Philip as this uh, man with dementia, a senile old man who can't chew his food and is, is incomprehensible. Like nobody knows what he's talking about. And that's just nasty and wrong too. you know, like, like either take him out of the show altogether, but to have him portrayed as, as having dementia and, and just everything about all of this, I don't mind making fun of Harry. You know, there's a running joke about how Harry, they're living in a in a small apartment and he can't quite wrap his head around what a refrigerator is. And he keep, and Megan says, do you know what an apartment? Is? And he says, yes, it's like many small palaces inside one palace. Like he can't like quite understand what an apartment is. And that's all funny. and I That's fine. But I just think it's a bridge too far with. with- I think the intention is that even though these are real
1: characters, Nothing about the parody is based on their reality.
2: I think it's just, but, and, that, and that's you know, fine, and that, and that is what, what that is what parody is. But I'm just right. saying. That that and and there are certain people that it's fine to make to, the queen is a foul mouthed old bitch and that's fine she can take it I think she's you know she's always like a fuck yeah fucking fucking assholes you know and she's always running around and banging people with her umbrella and stuff and that's fine I just don't think it's fun funny to make people fun of people with dementia or alcoholism or a young yes. eight year old boy. Because I do think,
1: you know, Gary Gennady's Instagram has been very, very funny in the past. So, yeah, you know,
2: it, but I don't I, know. I don't, it, I don't know saying. how much input Gary has had in this. And if he does, right. if he does have input in it, then he should be ashamed of himself because he's taken in the wrong direction. And I think, I think it ought to be cancelled any second now. And you know, I don't get very upset about television shows, I and I don't get upset on this show about very many things. But I'm upset about this one.
1: All right, James is outraged <laughs> by the prince. Uh, let's move on to number nine. Oh, it's me. Number nine. Oh, my gosh. Rest in power, Ron Papeel. Oh, right. Ron Papeel. Yeah. I was reading the LA Times and he passed away last week, aged 86. Ron Papeel is famous for saying, but wait, there's more. That was one <laughs> of it. And uh, what was it? Set it and forget it. And, he's, um, he and hey, an American- good luck. We'll be
2: back to get you later. That's
1: abs- right. Exactly. American inventor and uh, salesman, kind of like a cross between Thomas Edison and P.T. Barnum.
0: And he Ooh, that's really Ron-
1: giving him a lot of credit. Boy, well, Ron Papeel <laughs> founded a company called Ronco. I didn't realize that Ron Papiel, Ron Ronco, Ron Company. That was sure. his company.
2: Uh-huh. I- the Ronco Rotovator. um slice it dice it 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 chops it chops it uh, julianne that's absolutely right
1: James um the eggshell egg scrambler
2: where you could scramble the eggs in their shell thing in the it it was like a little drill that goes into the egg and then scrambles it inside the egg Yes. Yes. um and but my, my favorite don't... though is Mr. Microphone though. Remember that was the one that was just where you put you it in his microphone, microphone, your your radio, and you drive by people and you're like, "Hey, good looking!" And everyone says that nowadays during the Me Too movement that he would have probably been canceled for that one because <laughs> everyone's going around sexually harassing everybody with their radios.
1: Well, <laughs> at the time he was working on an invention that would enable people to deep fry their turkeys because you know every Thanksgiving. All these houses burned down because people are deep frying their turkeys. And he was working on that. But I think he died before he could make that a reality. But he built Ronco up. Did you know um, the company actually went bankrupt? I'm not quite sure why, but it went bankrupt. But he managed to, when the FCC relaxed the guidelines that allowed commercials to be any length, and you could have any number of them. That's when the infomercial, which is basically the half-hour commercial, was invented. And that's when he really came into his own with the half-hour commercial. And um, he built the company back up. He the company went bankrupt. I think he bought it back for like two million. And he just was going great guns, and and people loved him. And I didn't realize this that apparently his kind of sales technique. Came from Woolworths. Back in the day, Woolworths, which is a store, I guess, that is hardly around anymore, they would do in
2: store just uh oh, slicing and dicing and all that stuff. Yes, for the for yeah. the um, housewives. Yeah, sure. Yes. I remember very well.
1: The, the other thing is um oh, the other thing he would invented was G L H good looking hair which was – I could use this, actually – for people with bald spots or no hair at all, you'd spray it Uh, on your head. Yes, I remember that. Uh I was just spray paint in a can, but it was like this whole idea that would thicken your hair and create – Michael Aylick
2: used to spray his bald spot those last couple years. Rudy
0: Giuliani.
2: Right, exactly, (laughs) yes. (laughs) He – by the way, he – there's
1: one line he had – Randy and I saw it and it really impacted us. He said, Life's a pitch. He said, Everything in life is a pitch. So, I guess so. Yeah, it is. Sure.
2: Yeah.
1: i um, uh, we're pitching now. power. Yeah. So rest in power, Ron Papil. What do we All know right?
2: about him personally? What do we know anything about his personal life or anything? He had a very unhappy childhood
1: he was brought up by his grandparents who he didn't like and were very unkind to him. Oh. His dad was always, his dad was an inventor salesman like him, but for some reason he didn't grow up with him. And for a long time, there were actually two companies selling basically the same products. One was his dad's and one was his. So he was like um, in competition with his father. I think some, some unresolved issues. Huh. And he, um, he ended up marrying four times
0: and,
1: sure. um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just think it's a good, it's a great loss.
2: Yeah, very yeah. All
0: right. Let's move on. Number eight. Number eight. This past year, I've been eating better and exercising more, trying to, I've got this Apple watch with that, which I love closing my rings, my exercise ring, my movement ring, my stand ring, which was so easy. Um, and then I had a friend in town recently and my friend Rachel and I were like, what should we do? So I took her to the Griffith Observatory and we just happened upon this trail right above the Griffith Observatory and we hiked up it. And I don't know why, but something clicked to me and I was like, this is really fun. I don't think like I ever would have thought so. And during the pan- before the pandemic, but I actually love going on hikes now are you? I know.
2: I've been and like. You look fantastic. You look like you've lost some weight. You've got. I see cheekbones. <laughs> the
0: glow. You've got a radiant glow. Well, actually, you actually <laughs> from. The- right. Yeah, I've been on the lake or in the water. Or I have a clear like-
2: cell might clear up that glow. <laughs> <laughs> James, would you ever go on a hike? No, I, I don't understand hikes. I don't get it. Unless there's a specific place to go, I don't understand the idea of just walk. Like, I, treadmills make make no sense to me. They they baffle me. Like, where are you going? You're just going. Like, I need an I need a, an
0: endpoint. I kind of get that. Where you're bad. going on a treadmill is you're going to live forever. That's where you're going. <laughs> It's like the little uh, hamster in the hamster wheel.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it feels like to me.
1: What about the scenery, James? I mean, the I, I love the smell of Griffith Observatory. this baked earth smell, perfume from the flowers and the vegetation, the beautiful views. None of that moves you?
2: No, yeah. I don't like the outdoors. I don't like sunshine. I don't like the I didn't know there. that
0: about you. I, I mean, yeah. and before that, all of this, I would have thought the same thing, too, but... My like legs and ass are sore. So after all is said and done, I might actually have an ass. Well, Which would be great,
2: but see the and the thing is because all whenever I see about you posting about walking hiking through the desert, Fenton, and your encounters with scorpions and rattlesnakes and wolves and coyotes and bears and like no, I don't need any of that in my life. I would be terrified of a rattlesnake. That to me, that just and Blake keeps saying that he's more scared of the bobcats. And you know the thing that I've read about bobcats is and I've t- we've talked about this before is that by the time you see them. They've been stalking you for 20 minutes or so and that you're dead. There's, you know, they say, make yourself look big. That's all just a, a, a pabulum. That's all just like a, a nothing and a big nothing because you are dead. If by the time you notice them, they have already figured out how to kill you and you're, you, there's no way around it.
0: Uh. Well, I mean, why don't we hear of more mountain lion attacks on the news then? they just Is this just like a conspiracy to keep it all hidden? It is. It's
2: a giant conspiracy with the news and the (laughs) big Bobcat Corporation.
0: (laughs) Big media is lying to us? Yeah, big media and big Bobcat are in cahoots. (laughs) Uh, But I just really like it. I kind of sound like um, Jennifer Coolidge in Best in Show when she's like, we could talk or not talk forever, but I like getting up there and like you can either think or not think. You're just like listening to your music, walking. And then before you know it, you turn around and you're on top of a mountain. You've burned a thousand calories and you have a really great selfie. I was friends
2: with a, a homeless boy that I, that I knew very well in New York. And then he came out to L.A. and he was homeless. And we did an episode of um, a Free Haley Show Freakco. with him. And Christian Lepanto was his name. He was a friend of Warhol's, in fact. And he lived in Griffith Park. And he took me to the place where he lived, in the, the bushes where he was. And we were filming it. And he said that the thing to be scared of at night um, is not the rattlesnakes or anything like that it's the coyotes because if you've eaten any meat during the day the coyotes will smell your meat farts that if you have if you fart and there's meat in the air in your fart the coyotes will, will find you and so you do not have any you do not eat meat before you go to sleep in griffith park because the, the coyotes will find your meat farts and tear you to pieces. Huh. Did he live in a shelter? Did he Had he built a, like a, a
1: impregnable little place or what?
2: No, it was inside um, some bushes. And he had sort of carved out like in the sand, like a little tiny, like a little pit that he went into every night. But it was surrounded by bushes and, and, and flora and fauna and everything like that so that you couldn't see it if you were
0: walking past it on the road. Well, last night I was up there really late and it started getting dark. And I was like basically running down to get yeah. back to my car. But I did find a little cave. So I've like... If I ever get caught up here, at least I know there's a little show. Don't go in. into
2: a cave! Dear God, do you know what's it's, on the other end of the cave? It's not. <laughs>
0: it's, not, it's, not, not, a, not it's, it's more a concave down. little... It's. It doesn't have an inside.
2: Girl! You are... The other thing that I remember him finding was that when we'd go through Griffith Park, he would point out all the valerian root that was the, like what they make like valium and stuff out of. And he said, just chew on this and you'll calm right down is that fascinating? And then it's so, all man. over the Griffith Park.
0: Really? Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you go
0: every day, Blake? I've been going every day after work. I went Monday, Tuesday. Last night, I did a six-mile hike. And then tonight, wow. I'm going to try to go again.
2: Good wow. for you. Good for that you. Man. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Um, the season premiere of Drag Race Holland Season 2 is on Wow Presents Plus in the U.S., Australia, and worldwide also on RTL's Video Land in the Netherlands. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Blake, what's the question?
0: Um, Okay, it's a birthday question, and it's not one icon, but two icons' birthdays today, August 6th. The first, born in 1911. She passed away in 1989, but not before becoming the first queen of sitcoms. The second... He was born in 1928 and passed away in 1987, but not before becoming the king of pop art. So who was she and who was he? I think we know that
1: one, but we'll hold the answer until after the break. Stay tuned for the big reveal. You're listening to The Wow Report on Radio Andy.
0: You're listening to World of Wonders, Wow Report. Things that make us go Wow.
1: And welcome back to uh, The Wow Report here on Radio Andy. I am Fenton here with James St. James and Blake sitting in for Tom Campbell. And we had a fascinating two-part birthday question from Blake before the break. I think one of the parts is kind of easy peasy. But anyway, here it goes. Well, maybe
0: for you, but maybe not all of our listeners. So today, August 6th, two icons were born. The first was born in 1911, and she passed away in 89, but not before becoming the first queen of sitcoms. Who is she? Lucille Ball. That's right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The second was born in 1928, and he passed away in 87, but not before becoming the king of pop art. There was
1: only one king of pop
0: art, regardless of when he was born. He died 58 years old. His name is Andy Warhol. That's right. It's Lucille and Andy Warhol's birthday today. Oh. Who
2: that's knew? That's really nice. Happy birthday. Like, I feel like hearing something that she didn't like him. I feel like that there was some weird, like, he went to talk to her one time, and he was all, like, going bananas over her and gushing over her, and she thought he was, like, this weird, old, crazy...
0: Well, well I we mean, he was friends nice. with younger people, and she was older, so maybe the thing
1: was you know he was only 58 when he died but Isn't i remember him being crazy? in New York and thinking he was so ancient it's i remember thinking he was
2: ancient in the 60s you know because he always had that <laughs> white wig i remember th- seeing pictures of him and thinking that he was probably in his 60s or 70s in the
1: 1960s i just watched a clip james of you at fiorucci where he was there in 1986 signing copies of his book america and it's the first, you were actually, you bounced right up to him cool. as Diane girls as you did, you did your bounce, but you were actually slightly awestruck. And you I were was sort of, I slightly- was always
2: slightly awestruck, but then I do remember, um, he said, uh, he said, hello, James. And he said, what should I sign? And I said, um, to J or two james i love you madly of andy and put a heart And he was like okay and i still have that word because he, he sort of looked at me like really and i was like yes you, i want you to say that you love me madly andy <laughs> well it
1: was it was valentine's day when you did it yes yes yeah. yes so and uh, but, yeah so there you go a little bit of history that you can find that clip on youtube
0: well, um, and I had um, James sign one of his headshots to me that he loves my buttery nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I do love your buttery That is my favorite thing about you, Blake. That velvety nipples. Sorry, <laughs> buttery.
1: I, I like buttery, too. That's an <laughs> interesting idea. The buttery right, butthole
2: and so- the velvety nipples is
1: what it is. <laughs> okay, okay. This is a family show. We are counting down the top ten things that made us go,
2: wow, we have reached number seven, James. Number seven. Well, you know, number seven, of course. I mean, how can we not talk about Matt Damon? God darn it. He makes me so mad. It I want to like Matt Damon. I want to love him. Yes. Now I haven't
0: I haven't heard very much about this, so give us give us the blow by blow. Okay. okay well, the the, the idiot's guide. The idiot's guide. Um, you know, like I said, I you want to like Matt Damon. He's he's a,
2: he's a beautiful man. He's a wonderful man. But he just puts his foot in his mouth every time he opens his mouth to the press or he, put, he goes on to Twitter. He just says something really nasty and unlikable. In this past week, he um, tweeted that he was talking to his daughter and he used the F word faggot okay and his nine-year-old daughter was very upset with him and left the table and went into her room and he said that she wrote him a treatise say a treatise tree treat treatise treatise treatise, treatise. 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 treatise
1: yeah. how about that an essay an and she, wrote,
2: yeah, yeah. she wrote him an essay talking about why it was wrong to use the F word in 2021. And he went on Twitter and said, you know, I finally get it. My daughter taught me that it's wrong to call people faggots.
0: And it's like, really? Now, on the one hand, I can kind of see how... He could just be dumb because he's a bro from Boston, and that sounds well, that's like something it, it they is would the say. Boston straight
2: boy coming out.
0: He, also, but it's twenty one. Yeah, it's twenty twenty one. He's friends with tons of gay people. That's Why just, would, yes. Okay, and, and the thing is, but not only is the
1: story he, he tells at his own expense. Right, right. he's not well, he, trying he, to pick himself up. He's he's trying to tell you that he learned something from his yeah, daughter. But, right?
2: but really, you had to. You it took you till twenty twenty one to at age fifty six to learn that saying faggot is wrong in front of in public like i you know like like really that's like saying like i'm just now learning that i shouldn't say the n-word in public like no girl you don't not only that he's played gay in talented mr ripley and behind the candelabra he has been with gay people all you know for the last 30 years in hollywood you know and it's just frustrating that like he's so he's so unself-aware that like he thought he was like being a good guy by saying but no really it just shows like how how like limited in archaic your thinking is that you've been saying it all this time and it's taken your your eight-year-old daughter to clear things up for you
0: yeah i agree but i also i'm shocked that He's 56 and Andy Warhol was only 58. Well, no, I think he uh, might be
2: 52 or he he's in his fifty. I know he's in his still? 50s still. But I just think that it's an awful late point in your life to realize that these words have consequences.
1: I I am obsessed with Matt Damon's nose. It is such an extraordinary piece of sculpture. If you look at it 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 changes it's um its profile changes depending on where the camera's coming at. It's like It's the most extraordinary thing. You'd never seen a nose like it on anyone
2: else ever before. Well, you know, some of his movies, you know, Saving Private Ryan, um, uh, uh, let me see. Talented Mr. Ripley, of course, is my favorite movie of all time. Um, uh, Brothers Grimm. I loved The Martian. Was fantastic. School Ties. When he first came out, how beautiful he was. And you know, he he he's a talented actor. He's a you know he's a talented screenwriter, and he's a beautiful, beautiful man. And like I said, I want to like him, but he makes it so damn hard. Hmm. Yeah. What was the he
1: had to yeah. Well, he's still, he's still pretty, I mean, it was I, for some reason he's in the news a lot. Like, I guess he's promoting a movie. Oh, Stillwater, right? He's got yeah, a new Stillwater. Movie Stillwater. He plays
2: a MAGA Trumpster. Yeah.
1: And I, it was interesting that you know when you can tell there's a PR push behind someone because all the articles about that person are more or less the same. And all mm-hmm. the ones I was really were saying how Matt Damon has been someone we all know, and he's been a career long actor, but we don't really know him. And I do think there's something weirdly inscrutable actually about him.
2: But I don't know, but he, he, keeps you know, he had problems during me too movement. He's had problems with, um, uh, with, with comments he said about women before he's, um, he's, he's gotten a lot of flack for a lot of just things that are just like, you should know Matt, not to be saying stuff like this. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, we can move on, but it's just... all right.
1: Matt Damon, number number seven. Okay. Number six. Number six, Brittany Freed. The other day, Brittany posted a picture of a door on her Instagram. Now, you know, you know, Brittany's Instagram has been a subject of frenzied speculation for months. Is she, you know, secret messages and what have you, as well as her, you know, the, the, the issue of her mental well-being is front and center with the conservatorship. So she posted this thing and wrote this long caption under the picture of the door. And I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read you the whole thing. At 2 a.m., I decided to take a bath. I got a new scented lotion from Victoria's Secret and I wanted to wear it because it helps me sleep better. I went to the bathroom and looked at my leftover coffee from earlier in the morning and said, gross, but didn't throw it away. And then I looked for my face wash but couldn't find it anywhere. I was caught up in my head looking for it for about 15 minutes, and then realized it's probably in the other bathroom. Then I went to leave, and the door was locked. I thought, okay, well, it's a bathroom. I can open the damn door. No, the lock was stuck. I got locked in the effing bathroom, and my boyfriend was sleeping. And even if there are earthquakes, he doesn't wake up. I screamed, hey, come open this stupid door. (laughs) And about the fourth time, he gets up and says, what's wrong? I said, I'm in here and I can't get out. And he tried to do his thing to open the door with a pen. So I got my phone and called security to tell them to open the door. 15 minutes went by and finally said they'd sent someone up to open the door. 10 minutes later, hello, is anybody there? And then they told me 10 more minutes. I cleaned the bathroom and thought about taking a shower or something. But then I saw it, the door. I just looked at it for the first time with a yearning of just wanting it to open. Would my eyes trick me and make it happen faster? My eyes widened and the door was more clear, more vast. I could see it with clarity and brightness. Please open the door. We're here, they said. I asked how long it would take to open and they said, oh, maybe 10 minutes. The old coffee I had left over from the morning was there and I started feeling foggy, so I drank it. I was re-energized and started talking again. Are you guys there? Yes, we are, they said. Stand back. We're going to open the door. It opened. It finally opened.
0: I just think that's so
1: great. I just think that's so
0: great. Did you know that fans of the Free Britney movement are saying that it may be an allegory for? Well, that's what episode? I was just thinking that she oh. she she
2: gets foggy and then she drinks it and she's oh. uh, picturing the door open. She's picturing the door to her life open reopening again. Oh. She's picturing it, picturing. I'm I'm seeing all the metaphor
1: there for well, all of that. I'm but, you know that, there's that Zola movie right based on a, a sort of tweet storm. I was thinking this could be a movie. Britney yeah. in the bathroom.
2: And um, I've had I've told you we've talked on the show a couple of times. I remember a couple of years ago when I was locked in my bathroom here and we had to call they had to call the fire department and they broke in the door mm -hmm. and they smashed in my window to get in to my apartment and they had to bust the door down. And you were standing there like this. In my yes, in my in my underwear, in my underoos, um, and I, you know, I've, I've had four different times in my life I've been um trapped in bathrooms.
0: I will say one night I came home drunk in college, and my roommate's girlfriend was locked in the bathroom, and she had been for like three hours. She said she took a bath and then did exercises, tried to open the door, couldn't get it open, took a shower, and then finally I came home and just heard Blake.
2: My second day in college at NYU, I was trapped in the bathroom. They they went off to orientation. I was trapped in the bathroom for eight and a half hours. And when they came home, I was hoarse because I'd been screaming for eight and a half hours, pounding on the door. My hands were all bruised. I was crying. I was sweaty. And they just opened the door like, like easy peasy, opened it up. And I was like, oh, my God. And they were like, what the fuck have we gotten into? Who the fuck is this person we're living with? My roommates just thought I was insane. Well, well, Miley Cyrus on, on, on Britney's
1: big adventure, Miley Cyrus had the best line. She commented on the, on the Instagram post. She said, um, they freed Britney for real. <laughs> 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 it's really cute. I don't know. I'm glad Britney's out of the bathroom. I I just thought it was sweet. I didn't, I didn't. Think about I, the, I totally see
2: when she says I'm. I'm picturing in my mind the door opening, and that's sort of like the door to my. I'm picturing being free again. I'm picturing being free from yes. the my parents and my life. Right. You what's know, about drinking the coffee?
1: Waiting, for, what's, waiting what's and waiting for
2: What? What's drinking the
0: coffee from the? Maybe like the, she's been re-energized well, by finding all the...
2: clarity, finding clarity, and ah. being re-energized by life, and then uh the the waiting for people to come and help or waiting for people and waiting and waiting and waiting and, waiting, and it keeps taking longer and longer
1: right right oh yeah. my gosh thank you all right let's move on to
0: number 5 number 5 have you guys remember a few months ago Paris Hilton had a cooking thing on yeah, sure. youtube where she made her brutal lasagna uh huh yeah. Well, that scored her a Netflix show, six episodes, and it's called Cooking with Paris. And she just invites her famous friends over, and they, like, she hires a team to redo, like, her dining room in a different theme every time. And then her and the famous person make the food, and then they eat it. And uh, the first episode, it's 30-minute episodes. The first episode was with Kim Kardashian West, and it was kind of cool to see them interacting because there was, like, rumors that they had a fallout. Because sure. I don't know if you remember, Kim Kardashian used to be her, like, assistant. Me, slash she, was,
2: she was the closet organizer. <laughs> yeah,
0: something like that. But um, right, She was, right? Yeah. And Paris Hilton was the big, the queen of reality before there was Kim Kardashian. So it's kind of cool to see the two of them they've been friends for forever. And she said she knew that Kim was a morning person and Paris is getting married. And there's even been rumors that she's pregnant, but she's not right. So she's like, had Kim over to help her prepare, help her breakfast.
2: organize their closet. <laughs> no, they
0: had, what brunch.
2: did they have to eat? What did they cook?
0: They made um, French toast. And then Paris made, um, since her favorite cereal is lucky charms, she made a big pan of blue, Cloud looking uh, marshmallows that she and Kim like use cookie cutters to put on top of their French toast. They made a frittata. Um, It's funny because my
2: favorite um, cereal is Lucky Charms too. If I ever see parents, we'll talk. We'll have something in common.
0: You're just like celebrities. I am. I I watched. That's the first episode. I watched the last episode too, which was with Mom Kathy Hilton and Sister Nikki. Oh, that's fine. Let me see. They had caviar, truffle butter filet mignon, gilded onion rings, and a wedge salad with homemade buttermilk ranch dressing. And it kind of reminded me, some of the show is shot kind of like Herbie being Goofy, like Simple Life, which was one of my all-time favorite shows. Sure. So I get flashbacks of that, and one scene where she's making the onion rings reminded me of the iconic Sonic episode from um season one where her and nicole richie work at sonic and makes onion rings anyway it's really good check it out on um netflix and p.s if you haven't watched real housewives of beverly hills it's been made all better because kathy hilton is a friend of the the wives right, this year sure. and she is hilarious that yeah, is funny really, yeah you know
2: and I, i'm sorry i love nikki hilton too i think she's my nikki hilton rothschild i think she's one of my favorite hiltons altogether
1: i love kathy hilton
2: kathy like,
0: is hilarious there's yeah, yeah. one she's moment so in,
1: wise. she's like she's been around she's seen it all she knows all of these people she knows where all the bodies are buried i remember like leather like, goose
0: of beverly Hills. yes
1: exactly and is this her first time on the show
0: uh Yeah. She knows both of her sisters were on it, but this is the first time she's been, and she's not a housewife. She's a friend of the housewives. So right. she goes on trips with all of them. I'm thinking they're trying to milk the Kathy Hilton thing, but it's working because there was one moment where this one girl's, you know, makes a comment about like, and now everything is just hunky Dory and Kathy Hilton is like, who is hunky Dory? <laughs> like she doesn't know it's just an expression it's hilarious oh, so tune in all right
1: should we take a break let's, let's take a break. do it and um when we come back we'll have the we'll carry on with the countdown of the things that made us go wow well. i guess you got a question for us
0: blake i do i do i hope it's a little bit harder than the last one it is it is um Disney has just announced their new four tier post COVID annual pass system. There's four tiers of these keys. How much do you oh. think the most expensive one is, and how much do you think the least expensive one is? Wait, you mean Disney. to go
2: to the to to get into the D- Disney World or to Disney have World.
0: an annual pass where you can go in oh, okay. throughout the year?
1: All right. What is the cost of an annual pass at Disney? Taking into account all the different COVID levels and
2: tiers, I I, I, I guess a this is a,
1: we, we have no yeah.
2: fucking idea. <laughs> be careful what you wish for, Fenton. You wanted a hard
1: You're listening yeah. to the
2: Wow Report on Radio Andy. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report: Things That Make Us Go Wow.
1: And welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with Blake and James St. James. And just an impossible question to answer, but an intriguing one nonetheless.
0: Well, I just went to Disneyland this month or this week, so it's kind of on my mind. But Disney has just announced their new four-tier post-COVID annual pass system. So there's four tiers from the bottom to the top. How much do you think the most expensive and the least expensive are?
1: I think the most expensive is $765. That's
2: I think the most expensive is
0: $1,482. James, you're yeah. the winner. Uh-huh. <laughs> the most expensive is the Dream Key Pass. For $1,400, you get no blackout days. Park <laughs> reservations, because now you have to make a reservation. You can't just show up and say, I'm an annual pass holder. You have had to have made a reservation so the the theme parks aren't all crowded, you know. Sure. So you're
1: saying it's fourteen hundred dollars
0: a month, fourteen hundred for the year. Oh, for the year. Okay. Yeah. Wow. How much do you wow. think the cheapest one is? Mm, probably five hundred.
2: Four ninety nine.
0: Three ninety nine, and it's for SoCal residents only.
2: Hmm. I've never been to Disneyland. <laughs> what? No. Would you go if
0: someone gave you a
2: pass? Um, it would have to be, it couldn't be in the middle of summer, it couldn't be like in an August or anything like that. Cause I grew up going to Disney World when it was like 110 degrees, and it would have to be like a fast pass or something situation where I can't, I, I don't think I can ever stand in line for space. Now's actually
0: anymore. the time to go. Cause the reservation with this reservation thing, the park is never really overcrowded. So even the worst line was like an hour, which is crazy, but you know.
2: Well, why don't we have World of Wonder take all our or take every, all the employees. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: supposed to be on lockdown, we're supposed to be sheltering in place.
2: <laughs>
1: but listeners take note if you want to indulge James St James. So <laughs> yeah, please sure you get the details me. right. <laughs> all right, we're counting down top 10 things that made us go wow. We've reached number 4.
2: Number 4. Well, wow. Number four. My God, hold on to your hats. Strap yourself in. This is a doozy. Let me tell you. Um, Dan Savage, of course, who writes Savage Love Column, he's been doing it for 30 years. Uh, He's sort of gay advice, uh, relationship advice, sex advice. Uh, he said that he posted this. Uh, he posted a question that he got, and he said, "You know, after 30 years, I am still shocked sometimes by these questions." And this guy wrote in a young man who was in his mid 20s, and he said that his boyfriend is in is a little bit older. He's in his 30s, and the boyfriend is a little more sexual experienced than he is. And it's always sort of been in the back of his mind that the boyfriend has done sort of a hell of a lot more things than he has. He's sort of he's sort of young and inexperienced, and a little naive. And he takes his boyfriend home to. Meet meet his parents for the weekend and when they get at some point during the weekend, it comes out that years ago, the boyfriend had had a threesome with the parents before he had met the boy, the, the boyfriend. And they all like sort of when they met, met each other, he, the boyfriend noticed that they all kind of went like this and they know they, they all were shocked. And he's like, what was that about? And it turns out that he had slept with both the mother and the father at the same time. And he he the boy said he says that he's mortified. The boyfriend's mortified. The parents. He hasn't even spoken to the parents since the weekend. <laughs> (laughs) He doesn't know what he's ever going to say to his parents again. And he says, you know, how do you do this? And the comments from Twitter were basically like, look, you can't unring that bell. There is no way in half. Like, First of all, what should have happened is when they walked in and the parents in the hymn noticed, they should have just shot each other a look like we are not going to talk about this. And It never should have been brought. Like That's never- the look I'm always getting from you, James. I'm always getting <laughs> we shall not talk about this, Fenton. But, you know, it like for him to realize that his mother has been you know had this met his boyfriend inside of her that the father has been <laughs> sleeping with the boy that slept with the boyfriend the whole thing is just so icky and gross like and i just say and what everyone else was saying that, that you're never going to get over this you're never like you just have to break up with the boyfriend and move on because that's that's something that is never going to be resolved
0: right don't you think but what about oh, your parents you would i would just be like oh my god have you slept with this guy first
2: yeah, well, yeah, I mean, like, you just have to sort of recalibrate what you think of, you know, like, of your parents to know that they were swingers, first of all, and that they were, like, the father, like, you probably didn't know that your father was bisexual. You probably didn't know that your mother was taking. I, think, I <laughs> think he needs
1: to break up with his parents. That's what
2: he needs to do. Keep the boyfriend, ditch the parents. Really? I mean, could you continue going on with your, with a boyfriend knowing that he had been inside your mother? I think more upsetting to me would be knowing that
1: my mother had been yeah. penetrated by my boyfriend. I think that's... The, it would be the... I would need emancipation from my parents, I think.
2: Well, I just... I think it's just... You need to... I, I, I just think it was... It was poor planning for... I I just don't think that the boyfriend ever needed to know about any of that. I think they all just should have said, look, let's well, keep it Well, when you quiet. say poor
1: planning, like, maybe there was that look, but maybe someone... Maybe they were just all in shock. I, I mean I, now I that's another thing. What was that see? dinner
2: conversation like when they said, Son, we have to tell you something,
1: you know? <laughs> well, I guess it came out with the hors d'oeuvres <laughs> <laughs>
2: over, over the immune The hoary d'oeuvres. The hor- the hors d'oeuvres. <laughs>
1: oh God, that is so gross. Okay, number three.
0: Number three.
1: Um, small town news. How's um, it going? Oh, it's going great. People love this show. Good. Um It launched uh, last week on uh, HBO Max. Um, it's a six-part, half-hour documentary series. And it um, right before that on HBO Max, we had uh, Catch and Kill, the podcast mm-hmm. tapes with Ronan Farrow. So that was for three weeks, and there were two episodes every week, and that's gotten great feedback. And now, taking over that slot, it's small-town news. And basically, it's a follow-doc, Set in um, KPVM, which is a small independent news station in Parump, Nevada. And Parump is like 40 minutes outside of, of Vegas. It's uh Wikipedia defines it as an ex herb, and it's a it's a sort of, I don't know, it's like a sort of magnet for off gridders,
2: um, it's very well, chunky. Course, we found it because that's where, um, the, the queen of uh, crystal, where you Absolutely did the Heidi, right. Heidi Fleiss, the would be madam of crystal. Their birds. Yeah, in 2008, we were making a film
1: there about Heidi Fleiss uh, because Heidi Fleiss went to a rump because she was going to open a brothel for male customers. Yes, yes, so the, the prostitutes in the brothel would be men and women would come you know, to get serviced or to to have a good time. And she never, of course, opened the brothel or built the brothel. Instead, she made friends with her next door neighbor, who had this amazing collection of exotic birds. Long story short, Heidi Feist ended up taking over the birds and falling in love. But it was in the course of making that film that Heidi went off to do a local news interview. And that's when Randy came across the team at uh, KPVM and it's, it's uh, Vern Van Winkle and his wife, Rhonda Van Winkle, and then just an amazing group of people. And, I mean, it is funny, but it's not a series that's poking fun at them. Um, it's it's uh, directed by um, Nikki Calabrese and Nelson Ward. I Waters. love
2: Nikki Calabrese. Yes, yeah, I, I didn't was... realize. She's and so it's,
1: fun. It's that
2: it's, it's, it's so funny. I mean,
1: I put, look, I never thought it would be possible to meet unlike a Trump supporter, But Vern is a Trump supporter, and I love him. I really do. He's a great guy. And it makes you realize that... I mean, actually, someone said, I think it was from the Pew Center, they said that when local news suffers and local media suffers, as it has in the Great Consolidation, you know, we've got these vast, impersonal, mega-corporations and platforms, when local news goes away you know, empathy within the community just evaporates. And that sense of community, um, they, they said that polarization really increases. And I think we've seen that because it's so interesting. This, this is a group of people who work at a station. No one's getting rich. And they do have very different beliefs, you know, and they do butt heads, but ultimately they're able to work together and prevail in a way that so much of the divisiveness and polarization Of recent years hasn't enabled us to do and and one of the reasons for that they believe is they the sort of the disappearance of local media there's all gotten gobbled up into massive news i thought it was very interesting very moving actually um and it's a sweet series how do you
0: how do you watch their news station i know it's probably not on channel four seven or you know cbs abc nbc is it just like a local channel
1: yeah it's a local channel it's on um I, I, they just changed their call letters. I mean, it's, it's it's KPVM, but I can't remember if it's Channel 46 or Channel 23. Right. But, you know, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and they're expanding into Vegas. But now you can see local news in, in small town news on uh, HBO Max. And uh, two new episodes debut every Monday for the next couple of weeks. So check it out. All right, let's move on. Oh, what are we doing? Number
2: two. Number two. I um found myself falling into a, a Sinbad hole the other day on Turner Classic Movies, Sinbad the Sailor, the old movies from the 1950s and 60s, the kiddie movies. Um, and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Sinbad movies. I know you have. There's a very famous one that Harry, um, Harryhausen, Ray Harryhausen did where they're battling the skeletons. You know, oh, I mean? yeah. I I love Sinbad and the Seven Sailors. Seven uh, the, Seas. the only
0: Sinbad I know was, you know, the comedian Sinbad.
2: No, 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 no. Don't even go there.
0: This is... Hey, Jim, where's the, the
1: reboot? It feels like in this... Of IP, you know, someone
2: should be doing a reboot of Sinbad probably i mean they're they're very old stories you know from uh, hundreds so, of years old is
0: he like a sinbad is the good guy that like sinbad might...
2: is it's sinbad the sailor and he sails the seven seas and he's always fighting uh you know monsters and gods and everything like that and this one there there's two of them that i that i watched that were really spectacular the son of sinbad and captain sinbad one was in 1958 one was in 1963 and dale robertson is sinbad and he's got this oklahoma accent which really doesn't go at all with sinbad and and Vincent Price plays the poet Omar Khayyam. And um, it's funny because Lily St. Cyr is the star of one of them. And Lily St. Cyr was a very famous stripper and burlesque queen. And Lily St. Cyr, she later on went on to have um, – um, to. Lingerie line that's still around now. Lily Saint here, and um, she's in it. And uh, there's there's a rumor that um, Howard Hughes produced it, and that whenever Howard Hughes would meet a young girl in Hollywood, and she'd say, "I want to be a star," he'd put her, he'd put her in this movie. And so the movie is wall to wall girls in like harem pants and bikini tops, and they're every stripper in the L.A. area, every burlesque queen in the L.A. area is in this movie, and some of them are these like fresh faced young girls, and some of um, look like they talk like this, and they're probably smoking cigarettes out behind the back. And they're a little hard, you know, sort of hard-faced women. Um, but it's pretty spectacular. The interesting thing to me his always with Sinbad was that um the guys are always, you know, you know, barrel chested and you know, they they aren't wearing shirts and they're wearing little, you know. you know, little panties and stuff like this. And I always go bananas for that. But this time, um, the interesting thing is the cinematography and the the technicolor is just, it's eye popping and everything is fuchsia and purples and everyone is in these like fuchsia, it's velvets and silk robes and wizard hats and fezzes and everything. Yeah, what? No, I'm
1: I'm just thinking, you know, like just the idea of the adventurous sailor pirates and it's epic stuff and it, it it's it is, I just it's so amazing the fact that we just left
2: all that behind and well, I guess about we have
0: that. like the pirates of the Caribbean now. It, it is
2: but, but yeah, this, you, you have to realize that this is all set in a fictional like sort of um Baghdadian kind of yeah. uh you know, so it's all the the, the you know the the giant um castles and everything and everything is purple and pink and fuchsia and blues and everyone is uh, it's everyone has the fake beards and mustaches and the wizard cloaks and the men are all like in little bikinis like pink bikinis running around and the women are like I said they're all strippers in real life but they're all and they're all like sort of vamping around in like doing that little you know walk like an Egyptian dance and everything (laughs) it's just absolutely spectacular and I had so much it's probably all cultural appropriation and it wouldn't that Right today. Now. You can't do any yeah, of that exactly. now unless it's a little Nas X video. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it, it was a lot of fun. And I just, if you ever get a chance to watch any of the old Sinbad movies, just really check them out. All right. Okay.
1: Well, we're going to take one more break. I just want to let you know that uh, last night, RuPaul's Drag Race Live, the review in Las Vegas, reopened. Nice. After over a year's absence. It's back Uh, Asia O'Hara, the original cast Asia O'Hara, Derek Barry, Cameron Michaels, Naomi Smalls Vanessa, Vanjie Matteo, and Evie Oddly. It is a fantastic show Tickets available for purchase at Ticketmaster.com slash Drag Race Vegas So, yeah, I recommend that. Okay, when we come back, we'll reveal the number one thing this week that made us go wow.
0: wow. You're listening to World of Wonders, WOW Report. Things that make us go wow.
1: Um welcome back to the Wow Report. We've been counting down the top ten things that make us go wow. I'm Fenton here with James and Blake, and we have reached Trumpet Fanfare, blah blah blah. We've reached the number one spot. Um who wants to who what 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 is it? Who is it? What is it? Go tell me, I want to know. Number one. It's the House of Gucci. Oh sure. <laughs> it is the House of Gucci, right? That is the name of the movie uh-huh. from um
0: Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott,
1: one of my favorite directors, certainly most visual directors. It's a true life murder story. James, you know the story of the murder. Of, of course, the murder. yes, I lived in it. It's, it's, I was
2: there.
0: I actually haven't heard very much about this, and I don't know if I want to, but because I love like the the ID channel stuff, so I was kind of surprised right. I don't know this story.
1: There's a couple of real documentaries. In fact, there's a YouTube clip That we're going to post on the Wow Report because it's an interview with uh, Patrizia Reggiani, who uh, recently, a few years ago, got out of prison after serving 16 years for arranging to murder. Her husband. Oh,
2: well, wait a minute. The, the funny joke about that is, I don't know if you saw, was um she was going to be or she was supposed to be released like four or five years ago. And she was going to get out on a work release thing. And she said, I have never worked a day in my life and I'm not going to start now. I'm staying in prison. Like she wouldn't go out because she would have had to work. And she was like, I don't work. No. Uh, she would well, rather this interview is hilarious.
1: <laughs> She's sitting there basically saying, Yes, I arranged to murder my husband. Of course, you would too. He was annoying. <laughs> and he wanted to go and live with this woman and marry her. And I wasn't going to be allowed to name, use the name of Gucci anymore. And we had four houses, and he wasn't going to give me one. It's like, it's like, oh my God. And of course, Lady Gaga is playing. This part, I mean, and Adam Driver is playing her husband and the trailer. Oh my gosh, the
2: trailer, like her accent what James? Oh that God, accent! Jesus. You know, people are saying every all her fans, the the little monsters, are like, "This is her big Oscar. This is her big Oscar girl. This is her showgirls. This is what this is." I am sorry. This is they're
1: it, they're it is terrible. That accent it is be going to be between Lady Gaga and Jessica Chastain. It's going to be Tammy Faye versus. <laughs> Bottega
2: Gucci. That I, I hope it's Jessica Chastain, but Lady Gaga. I think she gets a raspberry for this one, a Razzie really? award. Why? Because These... that accent is just the most atrocious thing I've ever heard. Of. It sounds like me doing a Cockney accent. Is what it, it's akin to. James, <laughs> I
1: want you to play me in the movie
2: when they do it. Girl, I've been <laughs> practicing for in the mirror for decades now. I've got it down pat. <laughs> The trail looks good. The costume, the fashion looks absolutely brilliant. I love Adam Driver. I think everything he does is really fantastic. The story is there. Um, I just don't know that Lady Gaga is is. It's up a great cast. cast too. Who yeah. else is in it? Jeremy um, Irons. Jeremy okay. Irons. Oh yeah, and someone who is um is not oh Jared Leto who plays yeah that's weird Jared Leto yeah who yeah. uh-huh.
1: plays kind of like the ugly Gucci who doesn't have a sense of style. Why didn't they get
2: Stanley Tucci to play it? All right, so I don't understand like why they they chose. Uh, I never understand why they get a good looking guy and then ugly him up like because he's like, a controlled. I know, will, I know like, he, he wants to get the Oscar for it, and that's why he does it. But there are lots of ugly guys out there who are perfectly capable of playing a role like that. I just don't understand. I don't know. Um
1: well the movie comes out uh, Thanksgiving November 24th if you can't wait there's a great book which I've just started reading on Kindle um, I think it's called The House of Gucci actually. I think it's based the film's based on the book yeah, sure. um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, there we All go. right Well that's all we got time for thanks for listening thanks for watching You can catch other episodes on our channel Wow Presents uh, on the YouTube uh, same time same place next week until then, go out and do something that makes the world go. Wow! wow.